You know, I'm running into uh, this little bit of a pet peeve. And I was explaining to the big cannoli before we came on to the program that yesterday and today I was listening to NPR. And the reason I do this isn't because I have to. The reason I do this, folks, is because, and I'm speaking for the cannoli as well, is that we're trying to get different views and different opinions of people that technically kind of oppose what we view the world to be. And I'm just, Scotty, brother, I am I am so just sick and tired of the same old news cycle. Racism, oh, white man. supremacist, LGBTQ+, uh, It's that's all NPR talks about. Orange man bad. Uh, LGBTQ, the only good thing. I mean, you sit there and put aside trying to digest the content in which you are being downloaded, right? Yep. And try to look at everything you hear as a form of propaganda and what is the motive behind the stories being presented. Uh, I was listening to uh, a professor talking about the Syrian conflict, and she was attacking Donald Trump about the Syrian conflict, and she's still mad at him. I was mad at him too, but the thing is, is understanding that I'm not always right and that there's always more going on behind the scenes than we realize. Right. If, if here's my thing in regards to NPR, stupid NPR, if they try to balance their stories just a little bit more to where criticize the president, but also use a certain percentage of talking about things that the president has done good for the country, unlike what our politicians are not doing. You know what I'm saying? I do. What are the Democrats doing right now for the American people? Really, what are the Republicans doing right now for the American people compared to what our president has done for the American people? Oh, damn straight. Uh, The president, I think, as... See, I'm not going to launch into anything with any detail. I'm just speaking generalities. I think he's done a whole lot more than you've seen the Congress do or accomplish. Now, he needs congressional support, uh, needs congressional approval on a lot of things, but he's the only one pushing anything forward. And uh, one thing I've grown really tired of is anything that happens out there, there is nothing that can be cast in any light that, by any way, shape, or form, makes the president look positive. And uh, that's even with the uh, the death of Baghdadi. Um, I'm sorry, the religious scholar? You got to... Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, the, the, the austere religious scholar, um, family man. Uh, the, the something about... Even with him, there's, there's no giving any credit to Trump. There's a way to make it look anti-Trump, is the way everybody's coming out. And this is what the Washington Post couldn't admit when they put up that first headline was, oh, they just said, yeah, we should have done that because they got public hue and cry over it. Uh, I look at uh, what was with the whole thing with Trump getting booed at the ball game? Stupid I mean, dude. was it the whole stadium? Was it a segment of the stadium? All right. So so I, I don't know for sure, but this let me say something in regards to that. Yeah, if it was Hillary Clinton that went to that ball game and everybody started chant- yelling and chanting, lock her up. I'm sorry, bro. I would have enjoyed that. I really would have. So I, I would have too. I can't get really mad. Um, I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it either. I just think that I think all of us need to kind of tone this shit down a little bit. You know, um, yep. we disagree with the politics, right? We get it, bro. I sit here and I just put in something in my search bar. What have the Democrats done since Trump election? 
And the only thing that came up on the first three pages was the Democrats and the impeachment process. That's it. That's it. That's that it. is it. That's all they're doing. Unbelievable. So they say that that's why they were elected. They were elected like in the midterm elections. They were elected to take down Trump. And so that's what they're doing. But yeah. I, I look at this. I saw this. I don't know if it was Sean Spicer who said it, <laughs> but it's funny as shit. Uh, I think it was Sean Spicer. You know, there's something about, I think, having the freedom of no longer being the uh, White House press secretary, uh, no longer uh, working for the White House or for the government in any capacity. Uh, Sean Spicer said it's really not necessary to lick the balls of a dead terrorist to prove you're anti-Trump. <laughs> what, bro? What's up? Yeah, and that's so true. I got to repeat it just for effect. It's really not necessary to lick the balls of a dead terrorist to prove you're anti-Trump. Dude, does that not scare you that some yeah, of these mainstream media outlets actually seem to support freaking these radical yes. thugs? And you're seeing more of it even today. And, uh, you know, what bothers me about that is that anything, anything but giving Trump any kind of feather in his cap about anything trump i see him moving along going i don't care you know he's, he's care. got this kind of i don't care thing about it and he said whatever hey um scotty just a couple quick things before we get rolling in here um uh, right. i did send a message to um some local dakota tribe members and you uh, did yep so what i want to do the first initial contact i made is to ask one of the representatives to come on to the show and just oh, to have great. a conversation and to see what are we missing, what has been done, and what hasn't been done. So I, I think that's just a great starting point. So um, as soon as I hear back, I will let everybody know. I'll let you know, Cannoli, uh, when we're going to have a representative from the Dakota tribe. Uh, oh, in I like that. to what we talked about on yesterday's show and what we have been talking about here uh, for, you know, probably a couple few months now in regards to the the uh, the Pike Island area down there by yes. Fort Snelling. And um, another thing. I just recently set up uh, this stream, Cannoli, on Live 365. So you can either download the app, Live 365, or you can just go on your computer, and I think it's Live365.com, and search Streaming Talk Radio. And what I'm going to be doing is that um, all of our shows, your shows, uh, Bauer's shows, we're just going to put them in a 24-hour stream so if you guys can't find anything to listen to and you want to listen to, you know, the past week shows in rotation, uh, you can just go to the Live 365 page that we have, and we will now be doing the 24-hour stream. And that'll, Scotty, that'll evolve over time. Um, you know, right sure. now I just have everything uploaded in there, and I have the auto DJ. So everything does not start right on top of the hour. Um, I'll get everything because we have 5351 is what we actually have for radio time per hour. So I got to come up with six minutes of fill and then, uh, you would just, you know, do would just figure it out and we'll let it kind of evolve the way it's supposed to evolve. But again, I just want to let everybody know live 365.com or download their mobile app live 365 and search streaming talk radio, because obviously our website is streaming talk radio.com. And, uh, man, hang out with us and listen to the past week's worth of shows. I you know like it. That's pretty cool. We used to do Live 365 with KGRA Radio uh, when uh, we were doing the old Intrepid Radio yep. and the old uh, Situation Room. Well, I like Live 365 because they have the scheduler on there. 
and they also have the live feature. So if we ever wanted to do a cut and live broadcast on Live 365, so what I'll end up doing is on streamingtalkradio.com, I will create a live page to where um, we will have the the stream player from Live 365 with the chat room. So if something ever goes down with YouTube um, or if you're listening through Mojo or however it may be, you can always go to streamingtalkradio.com. I will have a chat room established in there. Uh, so that'll kind of be our fail safe. Does that make sense? Sure does. All right, brother. That's what we got, bro. What's up? That's how we do right shit, on. bro. Hey, do you know uh, Kamala Harris? No, I don't know. Have her. you heard much about her lately? I tried actually. To be honest with you, I try to avoid listening to that thing's mouth, bro. I, I try to avoid it, too, but I have noticed kind of a uh, news quietness about her lately. But she was on uh, some talk show. Who's the guy she was with? The Late Show. Um, this is with, uh, oh, I don't even know the guy's name off the top of my head. You'll know him. But Kamala Harris wants to kind of chalk up her ongoing drop in the polls to a prejudiced nation. It's all she uh, but, talks about. Oh, it's always racism. But the real reason she's sinking like a rock might be found in a petty, even pretentious response to the death of ISIS leader Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. And in an appearance on The Late Show, NBC's Late Show, Harris scolded President Donald Trump for his extraordinary press conference announcing the success of the mission, saying he acted like he was commenting on a video game. And pettiness aside, it didn't seem to appear to her campaign that the optics alone made Harris look very small. But according to the struggling 2020 presidential candidate, the man who approved the top secret mission to take out al-Baghdadi proved that he does not fully appreciate the importance of the job. This is what Kamala Harris said about the president. He does not appreciate the importance of his job. That press conference was extraordinary, Harris said. You would think that he was talking about watching and giving commentary in a video game. He is the commander-in-chief. To get a full measure of just how shallow her, uh, uh, the just call her the Democratic senator is, she continued in her assessment by using female pronouns to speak of the office of the president. She said the commander in chief of the United States of the America has her highest priority, the responsibility to concern herself with the nation's security, said Harris. A remarkable thing happened after the raid was announced. Democrats and their media allies began this desperate, angry campaign to spin the death of al-Baghdadi into a negative story for Trump. Um, uh, but she's, she went on to say last night, oh, oh wait, uh, Trump said last night, this is what he said, Rocky. And you okay. tell me if you think this All is right, dude, I will. bad I will. for the president yeah, to say last night was a great night for the United States and for the world, a brutal killer. One who has caused so much hardship and death has violently been eliminated. He will never again harm another innocent man, woman, or child. He died like a dog. He died like a coward. The world is now a much safer place. God bless America. Thank you. That's what Trump said from the White House. And the president added, he died after running into a dead-end tunnel, whimpering and crying and screaming all the way. And this is what Harris saw as a reason to question Trump as commander-in-chief. 
He clearly does not fully appreciate the importance of the job, which must be done with integrity, which must be done in a way that is solemn understanding what is at stake, Harris said. But I will give full credit to our military, to our special forces, to our intelligence committee for work they've done and continue to do. And uh, this goes on just for a, a couple more paragraphs. Uh, just Trump's comments had many on the left working to defend the honor of the brutal ISIS leader by questioning Trump's account of how al-Baghdadi died. Hell, unhinged liberal actress Jamie Lee Curtis, who I used to like a lot. Well, you just liked her body and her big boobs. Oh, dude, yeah. Uh, (laughs) She ripped the president for comparing al-Baghdadi to a dog, since dogs are brave. (laughs) So uh, Michelle Hemingway... A senior editor at The Federalist and a contributor for Fox News wrote a piece detailing how the successful raid complicated media and Democratic efforts to destroy Trump, which is true. Uh, How do you impeach a guy who took out one of our main enemies? Uh, Pointing out that many media outlets soiled their beds (laughs) in response to the mission, she wrote. Successes such as this one undercut the narrative they're trying to force into the national conversation. And this assessment includes the media's Syria narrative in the face of Trump's efforts to get the U.S. out of endless wars in the Middle East. And the hatred of this president is not only driving liberals to defend the honor of a killer like al-Baghdadi, but also turns these pacifists into war hawks. And again, I say, is it really not necessary? It's really not necessary to lick the balls of a dead terrorist to prove you're anti-Trump. Boom. Dude, let me ask you something. Yeah. When we supposedly, you know, supposedly killed Osama, um, were there any... Osama. Yeah, Osama bin Laden. Was there any Democrats or Republicans that were upset because they weren't notified that we're going in on it like a high top priority secret nope. freaking mission, bro. Nope. I I think Pelosi is uh, <clears throat> um, trying to spread what she. Uh, here's the way I see it: Pelosi is in charge of this whole impeachment thing, and she sees herself as being better than and probably having more authority than the president. Because she is in a position to, as she would like to say it, we're in charge of your destiny as a president. Oh. And therefore, why didn't you clear this with me? Well, it's, you know, you know, F off, Nancy Dude, Pelosi. Can You're I be not on, part of this. I, I just want to say, you know, we had this conversation last week, how we would never, ever, you know, wish the death, you know, upon a politician because their views right. are different, right? Now, if Pelosi fell off of Mount Everest, and got really dance a jig and got really hurt. I probably wouldn't be really upset about it. You know what I'm saying? Bro? I so, wouldn't be. I, I here. Here's the difference for me. I'd be sad that this happened to anybody. Okay, bro. And loss right. of life. I would not be sad for her loss in Congress. Oh, There's, but those are two different things. So smooth. It's like for anybody to slip on it. I've slipped on my front steps and fallen two feet. I would love to see that. And gotten hurt and let out a diatribe of Imagine her slipping off the top of an icy mountain and falling about 600 feet and ball hitting a rocky outcrag and bouncing out and ball 
all those little rocky outcrags all the way down. She grabs her a branch, swish, snap. Oh, falling more. Crack hits another rock. I'd go, whoa, nobody deserves to die like that. Dude, what was that movie with Mark Wahlberg? Um, Oh, the uh, Lone Survivor. Lone Survivor, dude. When he was rolling down, when all those dudes were rolling down that mountain trying to escape, and they were bouncing off the trees like pinball balls. Now I got to pull that video and insert Nancy Pelosi's face into one of those actors (laughs) rolling down that hill. What's up? Now, all I'm saying is that I wish her no ill. Um, I wish her a non-re-election. Dude, who's Tom Steyer? Um, Huh? Who's Tom Steyer? Tom Steyer. Yeah, he's running for president. He's running as a Democrat. Tom Steyer. I don't know. That dude made, in the last quarter, $49.6 million to run for president. He's ranked number one in the last quarter for raising funds. Wow. For, dude, fifty million dollars, dude. Fifty. I got a lot I could do with fifty million dollars. Bernie Sanders was in the second for twenty-eight million. Elizabeth Warren, third for twenty-four million. Pete, I like it in the butter gig, nineteen point two million. <laughs> Joe Biden, fifteen point seven million. Kamala Harris, eleven point eight million. Andrew Yang, nine point nine. I got a buddy who is like so obsessed with Andrew Yang, it's almost gay. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, this whole thousand yeah. dollars a month, uh, I just yeah. I, I can't buy it. I just can't buy it. Cory Booker six million. Amy Klobuchar. 4. Let me ask million. you something. Yeah, ask me, bro. Ask me. So what happens when that thousand bucks runs out? What do you mean? Thousand bucks doesn't go very far. Let's say and uh, Yang gets elected president. And he makes the government cut a check for a thousand bucks to everybody in the country. Um, how long do, let me ask you, Rocky, in your household alone, you don't have to give any salient details of your finances. What's up, up, bro? What's up? What's up? Would a thousand bucks carry your family through for a month? (laughs) Dude, dude, come on. That's food. Yeah. That's all that is. We probably, we probably go, I don't know. I don't, I go to the grocery store, but I don't pay attention to what we spend, but we probably spend easily a thousand dollars a month, maybe even a little more on food. I probably spend two hundred dollars a month just on meat. We're almost a thousand dollars a month for our family. Family of uh, two adults and three kids. Yep. And uh, you know it ranges between seven hundred and a thousand bucks a month. And uh, it all depends on how frugal we shop. And uh, you know, there's sometimes you buy stuff you don't need. I do that all know. the time because it's awesome. All the time, it's awesome. I love Fruit chips, loops. dude. I love chips and Fruit Loops. I love pop. Um, I like to get. I like to get the family-sized bag, party-sized bag, excuse me, of Lay's regular potato chips. Because I like having those. That'll last me for two weeks if the kids don't find it and demolish it in a day, <laughs> which is what happens. You know what I hate oh, about? Oh, a bag you, of chips. Shook, you know what I hate about those kind of chips, though? Every time, like when you open a bag of Cheetos, they put that gas in there, you know, to preserve oh, yeah. it. When you yeah. open that bag at first, it does smell like somebody just literally ripped ass in your face, dude. What's up? Or it smells like bad armpits. Like bad. And you and, think, why did I buy this to eat? And, and we enjoy oh, it. Geez. And we enjoy it. Yeah, I know. Hey, Scotty, do me a favor while you're in the kitchen. Grab me that bag of armpits. Will you, bro? What's up? You got it, brother. Oh my Here, God. wait. I got to stop and get my bag of, <laughs> of crotch itch first. Yeah. And and, and uh, get myself a cup of dirty feet. You know what I mean? What's up? That's a rainy. Rainy will come down the kitchen. I'm making sandwiches and 
chips and stuff for lunch for the kids. And uh, we're we're getting it all ready. She'll walk into the kitchen and go, who farted out here? Oh, bro. And everybody goes, it's the chips. It's the bologna. It's a, yeah, we eat bologna. Is it weird that I make a sandwich that's, it's literally ketchup and potato chips? And no, it's not weird. You're like my daughter, Ellery. You know, we're all eating. Last night, we're eating chicken, chicken sandwiches. Oh. We've got re- chicken and rainy did up in the oven. We're making chicken sandwiches, and everybody wants little mayo, little lettuce, maybe a ch- piece of cheese. And they're putting it all on buns, like Hawaiian sweet buns, you know, oh, something like you, that. And then you, Ellery comes out, and they go, on, what do on. you want on your chicken sandwich? Dude, you threw me off with the Hawaiian sweet buns. What's up? I think a hula hoop. Oh, you know, you know the big Hawaiian loaves you can buy the big, you know, non-sliced. I love them. I, love them. I, I like them when they that they make them into the buns. Oh, kids like those. I like buns. But my daughter Ellery, if she could live on candy, and ice cream, and Hawaiian sweet buns with ketchup on it, it's all she'd eat. She rejects more food made for her. Because she would rather have a bun with ketchup on it. I could probably survive on beef jerky, but as I get older, beef jerky does make me go number two a lot. Oh, well, that's okay. It's like an overdose of protein, you know? It's meat, though. It meat. is meat, dude. And I love, I just, good meat. In a non gay way, I love meat, you know? Yeah. Dude. I know. Come on, bring it in. Group up. I love red, bloody, juicy chunks of meat. Oh, dude, that's like some cannibalistic shit, bro. It is. Wow, that was awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. Well, wasn't that another one of uh, the Washington Post's headlines? Um, Jeffrey Dahmer, connoisseur of fine exotic meats, dude, <laughs> dies at age thirty-two. Could you eat a human if if you were starving to death? Could you eat a human to survive? If I could get over the psychological part of it, yeah. What do you think it would taste but like? It probably tastes like chicken. What? It's meat. But I got to figure it's meat. I envision it's something like spam. Do you think the, 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 like if somebody was obese, their meat would taste different compared to somebody that was anorexic? It'd probably be juicier because oh, there's a lot more fat to grease, fry it dude, in. Grease, dude. We can make bacon, dude. Dude. We can make like r- human spongy bacon. Human. Of course, what do you do when you're like, your plane crashed in the Himalayas and you got to eat another human being that died? Oh. But there's nothing to cook with. Ooh. And you you gotta for protein you're like sucking on frozen human flesh. It's like a piece of candy. Ah, talk about your gag reflex. If you had to eat me, bro, what part of my body would you eat besides my penis? Your brain. Oh yeah, it would make you. It, you would become way smarter. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even that laugh sounded dumb, bro. What's up? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, what what part of the human do you eat? Yeah, yeah what is it? The thigh, the, yeah. the the rump. Dude, I would start um, I would start with the thighs, the leg area. It would have um, to be the thigh because if, there's more meat there. If I needed some cooking grease, I'd probably go for your butt cheek. You know, just get a chunk yeah, of your butt cheek yeah. for some cooking grease. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's bro. like it's like the head, there's like nothing there. It's like skin against bone. Actually, so probably what do you get out of that? The mo the, the part of your body that probably has the most protein <clears throat> is probably your eyeballs. And I'm not mm. even joking. I'm not even saying that to be funny. If you do survival classes like mountain survival, the first thing they're going to teach you is how to kill a rabbit. And the first part of a rabbit you're supposed to eat is its eyeballs because it possesses the most amount of protein. Imagine biting down on that eyeball. It pops it, in your it, mouth. It's got a little rubbery thing. And you go, oh. 
Ooh. It's like mm, soft and chewy on the inside. It pops, dude. It pops. It pops. It's got to pop. You got to think of that. Do you? So do you slice it first? No, dude. You just you put make it a slice and maybe get the juice out of it. No, I mean eat the juice, but just so it doesn't explode in your mouth. I don't want nothing exploding in my mouth, bro. You know what I'm saying? Me either. What's up? Me either. Folks, hey, I have no idea where we're going. When we come back, I do have something here. Texas school district mandates teaching kids how to have anal sex. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to The Situation Room with, of course, the big freaking cannoli, Scotty Roberts, and me, Rocky Stucci, right here, Mojo 5 Radio, Odyssey Radio, and StreamingTalkRadio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, do not go anywhere. We will be right back. Well, that was a unique countdown there. I says, are you ready, Cannoli? He says, yes, I'm ready. I says, five, four, three, let's do this. Boom, we are on, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the program, The Situation Room, broadcasting from an undisclosed location. On the other side of the microphone, we have the big freaking Cannoli, Scotty Roberts. Hey. And, of course, me, the emotional meatball, Rocky Stucci, right here, Mojo 5.0 Radio, Odyssey Radio. Visit their websites, odyssey1.com, O-D-Y-S-Y, number one.com, and mojo50.com. And again, like I just said in the first segment, what I just set up is um, a stream on talk. Wait a minute. What is it called again, Scotty? Uh, Live 365. Live 365. You can either download the mobile app or you, if you're on your computer, you can just go to live365.com. And search streaming talk radio. And what, like I said, this is all in its infant stages. Uh, It may be just the last week of shows. It may be just a compilation of a couple weeks of shows. But you can always go and you can catch us streaming 24 hours a day now. You can always just listen to us and, and just chill with us. And we also will be adding a page to our website to where uh, we will have our streaming player as well as a chat room. So if something does get a little weird with YouTube, I, Scotty, I hate depending on certain platforms. Oh, so do I. It almost, it's like they own you. You know what I'm saying? You got to behave. I don't like behaving. Um, So we'll add up, we'll keep everybody up in the loop as we progress here. And as we get this set up and start creating a clock and all that other fun stuff, it's not going to be super technical. It's just going to be a home where you can go and listen to us and hang out with us and, Listen to some of the crazy shit and that's that we cool. talk about. It is cool. Hey, did you know what popped into my uh, my news box here? While we were on break, Trump delivers more bad news for the leftist narrative and confirms the death of Baghdadi's suspected replacement. Because we always say, you know, the thing with ICE is just somebody else is going to step up into place. Wait, the replacement's now, already uh, dead? What's that? The replacement is already dead? Yeah, dude, the U.S. forces killed Islamic State spokesman Abu al-Hassan al-Muhajir. Oh, say that Shortly again. after the death of uh, Baghdadi. So he got to run and, ISIS for like a day and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like, uh, you know, some of those Caesars who ruled for like four days, you yeah. know, or three weeks or whatever it was. So it's like, hey, welcome, welcome, welcome to the seat of power. You did. <laughs> you did. You go, bitches. What's up? That's right. I kind of like this offensive we're uh, pulling off here. So uh, do you, you dismantle think, do you the leadership and that because we've gone back and forth about how I felt about the whole Syria thing, right? 
Yeah. And um, I had to pull back, pull out, you know, because that's what we do, yeah. we pull out. I know um, how it is. I, because I always know that there's more to what's going on than what the general public knows, right? So when we start pulling troops out of Syria, not all of them, of course, we got to protect that beautiful oil. But when we pull our troops out of Syria, do you think that that allowed certain movement um, in regards to ISIS militants that have been hiding for so long? And uh, once they thought that the coast was clear, it kind of brought the cockroaches out. And yep. that allowed us to start doing what we should have been doing during the Obama administration and blowing the shit out of these pieces of shit. Yep. I, you know, I wouldn't put it beyond, you know, here's a thing that absolutely kills me is that uh, everybody on the left, the Trump haters, the anti-Trumpers are all like, well, Trump couldn't be smart enough to, oh, excuse me, 45 couldn't be smart enough. Oh. He's not smart enough to have a strategy. Uh, well, you know what? Uh, I, I think he's a hell of a lot smarter than you think he is. Oh, well, and who knows? They... This may have been part of the strategy. You allow, you take our guys out, Turks start invading, they start letting people go, they start thinking they've got freedom of movement. So is this they, the uh, we track, we is this the same strategy that Obama had when Obama told our troops to stand down while the Taliban and ISIS members and all these other radicalized groups of uh, Islamic fighters were within shooting distance, but yet we had stand-down orders not to kill the world's greatest terror organization. Is that what you know our mainstream media and, and our society expects from Trump, or are we just hypocritical in our arguments by, let's pretend let's go trying to find the bad guy, but let's not really kill the bad guy because if we kill the bad guy, then we're not going to be able to keep financing the war. Or let's do what we say we're actually going to do and let's go whoop some ass. You know what I'm saying? Come on, whoop I, some ass, bro. I think that that there is no expectation on the part of the press. When They may have their ideas of what they think is going to happen and so on and so forth, but all the press is looking for and the critics of the president are looking for is for the next thing that they can hang something around his neck on. Uh, the the, the Ooh, next like thing that come along. like a modern day lynching, bro. Oh, lynching. Oh, that's such a racist word. Racist. Didn't you know that originated with the Ku Klux Klan? Oh. Lynching? That's a white supremacist. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Or did that? Did they have lynching before that? Yeah, mm. no, no, no. It, it happened here. We originated it. Yeah. Just like we invented slavery. Yeah, we invented that. We did. <laughs> I got nowhere to go. <laughs> oh man! All right, bro. I am all right. So yeah. your son comes home from school one day, Roberts. Your son yes. comes home from school, and he's super excited, right? Because in his class, they are now teaching him the proper techniques of anal sex. Your first. Hey, Dad. Year. Guess what we learned today. <laughs> How would you feel about that, brother? Dude, uh, I would have a problem with it. Now, now, let me put a caveat in here. It depends on how old he is. But um, I also would... Okay, let me ask you this. Do you rather want to sit down with your son and teach him the ins and outs of sex and all the different positions that he can engage in, how to protect himself, all of that stuff, and and uh, teach him about what a blowjob is and how to get one, how to give what cunilingus, how Wait to do minute. all of this stuff. Do you want to sit down with your son and teach him that, or would you like a class to teach him that? Um, I think most dads would rather say, I, I should be in charge of that, but 
uh, most dads also are not comfortable doing that. Well, I'm not going to teach my son so, how to have anal sex, and I'm sure as hell no. not going to teach my son how to receive anal sex, dude. Okay, no, son, I am so not this is either. what you do. You lay down on your belly, and then you raise your butt in the air to make your butthole area exposed to allow another man to insert from behind. That's called And anal sex. this would be a great place for product placement, you know. it's like Oh, what do you got, dude? And son, remember, uh, you have to get your... Your, uh, what is that? Um, what is that? That's like that's that's red red cinnamon lubricant. Is it really? <laughs> is it really? Is it? Ask Rainy. Is that really red cinnamon lubricant? Cinnamon? Is it spicy? Cinnamon. Does it tingle? Cinnamon. It burns. Oh, dude, burns us. It's like torture stuff, bro. What's up? <laughs> All I'm saying is that would have been great product placement. <laughs> And son, while I'm talking to you about anal sex, uh, no, actually, all fun aside, I got a problem with it. Totally. Um, I I do not think public school should teach my kids the mechanics of having sex. Um, you know, anal sex. They Would can that teach be the like, science behind what sex does. You know. Yes. What is the purpose of sex? Let's take purpose out of it, because that means it was designed, which some people believe. But let's take that. Let's take a step back even from that. And just saying, what, what happens with the body? What does the body need to do? What are natural drives? How is it done? And so on. Do you show how-tos? You know, and this is how you engage in sex? Um, so can I be honest? Would you? When I was in seventh grade and I had my sex ed class, there were some days that I was really excited to go to class, bro. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They always showed the <laughs> slideshow, <laughs> the slideshow with the hand-drawn diagrams of the side of the guy and he's standing, he's got a big erect penis. Show what a penis looks like when it's erect. And all the guys in the class were all like, <laughs> you know. Or the boobs. Hey, show us again how women check for breast cancer. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a little unclear on this for the test. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got issues. But it says here, Roberts. Um, I, oh, I got to tell you, I, I, I remember. I keep your spot. <laughs> I remember one of the films they had us watch. Uh-oh. And this is in the early to mid seventies yeah. when I was in middle school. All right, I was in eighth grade, oh. showing us all this stuff. Really? And this kid with a, a white kid with a fro. Oh, a white kid. That's with a fro. the way they would, you know, a perm of some kind. He comes into his dad, <laughs> and this got the most laughter out of all the guys. He comes into his dad, and they're talking about VD. Mm. It was known as VD back there, not STDs. He was VD. Venereal disease Ooh. with an echo. Venereal disease. Venereal disease. And this kid, his dad's reading the newspaper. This kid walks in the room dressed, you know, in bell bottoms and a flowery shirt and the big fro. He goes, um, dad, I was just in urinating and my penis stung. Ooh. What does that mean? Ooh. Now, that was the line. And we all started laughing. The teacher, like, he's just like looking up, shh, 
we're all laughing. We're go, yeah, that's exactly what I said to my dad. Dad, I was in urinating and my penis began to sting. Have you ever? Have <laughs> what you does ever? This mean? Have you ever had that stinging penis? Yeah. We do. We're you know yeah. we're we're a tight knit group here, brother. You, you know what we we have. Nobody's gonna tell. All right, we're we'll keep this a secret. <laughs> this is between you and I. Have you ever had to go and get the Q-tip check? No, I never have. You sure? I'm positive. All right, bro. I'm just double checking, man. Just you know, because I'm looking out for your best interest. Blood you know? test, yeah, but blood test, yeah. He <clears> says, <throat> you know, there was a lot of girls that one year. I just got to go make sure I ain't got that shit. You know, that yeah. Magic J had, you know. Magic J. Magic. He was J. after my high school time. He's still alive, by the way, too. You know, that's yeah. he's alive and doing very well dude, with his HIV. When people were dying like flies from AIDS, that yep. dude was healthy as a bear. Yep. So this goes to show what money does. But it says here, Roberts, the sex and gender. Re- oh, it's a revolutionary thing. That's what they're calling them now. Sex and gender revolutionaries. I wonder if they have T-shirts. We should get a T-shirt. We should get a T-shirt from these guys and support their cause. <laughs> Yes, but it says I want to. It says sex and gender revolutionary. Yep, it says the sex and gender revolutionaries have officially taken over the Austin Independent School District without firing a single shot. In spite of overwhelming opposition from parents and pastors, <laughs> the district's trustees <laughs> voted early Tuesday morning to implement a pornographic sex education policy that includes instructions on anal sex and how to place a condom on an erect penis i don't have a problem with that part wait but pornographic didn't you uh send me a video i might have something with that's what pig. i do bro that's what i pig do and a guy it was there's a video on anal sex for you right there and you know what i think that is the best deterrent because that guy oh my god gave me nightmares for three days but he was enjoying <laughs> it that was the scariest part he was enjoying it bro yeah enjoying it it makes you sleep with the lights on and the your underwear on you know i don't know there was something about that that was sick i i there's something about it the whole thing was sick roberts not something (laughs) the whole damn thing the guy was getting butt railed by a pig (laughs) (laughs) what the hell bro you know i started laughing you said the sex and gender revolutionaries started teaching this without firing a single shot (laughs) and that made made me I'm sorry, I'm punchy. I got no brain today oh. at all. I'm just going with it. Dude, we got issues, bro. We got <laughs> issues, bro. Issues. 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 But it says here, the father of a fifth grader demanded to know who gave the school district a right to teach his child how to have anal or oral sex. Who gave him the they, right? Don't, don't give me, it, let me guess. They're painting him as the bad guy. Of course they are, dude, because that makes him a, uh, what do they call What do they call him? Um, well, what's the name they're going to call Concerned parent? Oh, but the uh, radical sex education policy will provide graphic instructions on gender identity and mandated support for the LGBT movement. Dude, do you know that in certain places, if you misidentify somebody's gender or not call them by their transgender name, you can be charged with oh, a yeah. crime? Well, I, I got a big, big, big problem with this whole uh, gender teaching thing. You know, I can teach what gender my kids are at home. Thank you very much. You got a mom, you got a dad. Dude, listen to this crap. The school district will also be instructing students to no longer use the words like mother and father because it identifies a specific gender, bro. 
All right. Uh-oh. All right. Thanks. Judas, get uh, do I owe you anything? <laughs> you really answered your phone during a freaking show. I'd like, like to it's know. It's a sex call. It's a sex call. It's right. Fits fits right in. It segues right in. It's what my wife. It? Oh, oh, one of those. Calls. Are you still there? But it says here. It says here. While here, here, you know phone. what? Oh, my God. You know God, what? I, I want you to him. say, just to fit into the topic we're talking about, say something sexy. <laughs> no. Come on, Rainy, do it. <laughs> Come on, Rainy, do it, Rocky says. I don't even know what's sexy. Just tell Rainy to tell everybody how I sexy I, how I am. Words. I have children. My brain only thinks children and children things. Just the date, Scotty. Tell okay. Rainy to say tell, that. Sorry, tell, sorry to wreck it for you. Tell Rainy what, to say Rocky on. is sexy as hell. Just tell her to say oh, that. Oh, oh! In, in your best sexiest voice, Rocky wants you to say Rocky is sexy as hell. Yeah, I don't have a sexy voice. I'm a mom. Okay, here we go. Ready? Rocky is sexy as hell. Oh. Okay. Now, not, not doing oh, your regular voice. Man. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Rocky is sexy as hell. Oh yeah. Oh, dude. there it is. Hell okay, yeah. I'll talk to you in a few minutes. Dude, I'm cutting that, bro. Bye. I am cutting that and using that as part of the intro. Rocky <laughs> is sexy as hell. I hope What's that up? was great live scintillating radio. Dude, actually, once that part was inserted, dude, it was brilliant stuff, bro. What are you talking about inserted? You know what I'm saying, bro? <laughs> here we go, Roberts. Here we go. Whoa. But it says here. Use gender-inclusive language, the district's material mandates. It is important to avoid terms which refer to only male or female identities when speaking with young children, as this can limit their understanding of gender into binaries and can exclude children who may not identify within these identities. You mean these children that are brainwashed by their psychopathic, child-abusing parents? That, what's up? And children don't struggle with sexual identity. Uh, perhaps kids who get into puberty start, if that's what we're talking about with children, might have questions. But where do you think those questions come from? I believe those questions come from the society in which we live. Uh, brainwashed not just by parents who believe this stuff, but by being surrounded by a society Having s- classes in school. Whoa, did you just burp? <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you today, bro? What the hell? That was a, even that was involuntary. <laughs> I, mean, the, <laughs> I can't do radio anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude. That was just one of those involuntary. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, if you're offended by that. It was kind of a was, feminine burp, dude. It was like a. It was one of. Well, that's because it wasn't a man-produced burp. It was just a, a taking a breath for air to say a ne- the next word, and then yeah. came up. Dude, this I'm is sorry. Here, this here is um. It's kind of like government-sanctioned child abuse. It it really is, and that's that's the way I see this. Is that I will not. I'm sorry. I've got a a four-year-old daughter. I've got a seven-year-old daughter. I've got a 10-year-old son who just starting to ever so slightly get a glimmer of, uh, oh, hey, this whole gender thing and leave mom and dad alone, you know, at certain times of the day and things like that. He's starting to get a sense of that, uh, the seven-year-old to a certain extent, but they don't have no idea. There's none of those kids that would right now come to me and question whether or not they were male or female, um, unless 
they were exposed to that somewhere right. that made them question. If they, they were watching some some Disney show or something, you know, where uh, which they watch these little Disney sitcoms all the time. Disney and, and what's the other one? Nickelodeon. Um, watching all these sitcoms, which is kind of fun for them, but they sometimes come up with those questions. And I'm like, my kids don't need to be seeing shows right now that has kids at age seven and eight questioning their sexuality. You know, there are uh, a lot of subliminal messages in Disney movies in regards to oh, sex. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you if you YouTube that, you'll see like Bugs Bunny with a boner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going oh rabbit hunting. I can't take it anymore, bro. Oh my god, what's happening? <laughs> We're going rabbit hunting. We're going rabbit hunting. Uh, oh my god, dude. Dude, is this attack dude, on people's religious rights? Um, I don't think it has to be a religious thing. It can be. Um, I mean, hell, if you can have Muslims get all pissy because they got to handle ham at the checkout at Walmart. Uh, then uh, and they make that a religious thing to get religious exemption from having to do that. I suppose you could get religious exemption for having your school teach uh, things that you don't promote in your particular brand of religion. I have a problem with religion governing those things. Um, I don't have a problem with kids being taught about Sex, sex and education. Rubbers and putting rubbers on a cucumber. And even that, it, you know, to a certain extent. Dude, I would even go to a university um, and I would demonstrate in the front of a class to a university on how to put on a condom. On yourself? Yeah, bro. What's up? Wow. Dude, why are you judging? Uh, <laughs> you wanna, <laughs> Rocky just asked for the female class. I want to teach the female yeah, class. Yeah, dude. I do. uh, so, you know... I, let me say I, this. I'm Robert. so I'm so uh, um I know where you're going divided on this issue because there are things I don't want my kids being taught by other people. There are things I don't think should be taught in school. But then again, the way our society is gone, there's things our kids can't not be taught. So you gotta teach them certain things, but the question comes in. They're only needing to be taught those things because our society has gone in this direction. So do you I'm think like, when, when we have a society where we literally have 12-year-olds getting pregnant, do you think that they are getting pregnant because of society um, or, or influence within this new age crap going on? Or do you think, because I don't remember even when we had sex education. Now, mind you folks, sex education to us was, and no, uh, no joking here, Learning how to put on a condom, the dangers of sex, about child, of you know, getting somebody pregnant. We learned the basics, right? The non-offensive stuff. We didn't learn how to stick our penis in someone's butthole um, or to receive a penis in our butthole. Um, so it's completely different, right? But And here's the thing, Scotty, because I, I know this topic frustrates you. I know this topic frustrates me. I hate talking about it. But you know what I think the problem is, is because we don't address this issue and we don't talk about it enough, it has influenced these revolutionaries oh, yeah. to empower their movement. And now school districts are literally taking this curriculum on and teaching our kids way more than what our educational system must teach. And here's one more point, and I'll hand it over to you. I don't like the fact how our educational system has become a business. It's a school, uh, a facility of indoctrination and stirring the thought process of anti-Americanism, of anti-colonialism, 
It's, it's anti-capitalism. We're teaching this now to our children. Instead of teaching math, civics, societal issues, science, carpentry, how you do it. When well, I, I think to high we still school, teach those things, but we're adding this to the curriculum. Should this be something where a parent needs to sign off on it and says, yeah, it's okay if my kids can take that class? Or should it be something that's just given to kids? Well, without, uh, you, know, you know, how would you like to be a parent and discover your kids are getting this? How many parents know exactly what's being taught in every class? So we are losing our parental rights to the educational system. That is another thing. We yeah. need to have Anita Holt come back on this show, bro, and, and talk about this. Yeah, she she. Well, let's get her opinion on this. Because the school is no longer obligated to even contact the parents or or. Give I know specific information to the parents if there is something going on with your child. They and it, I mean, it's, I know it's, what the reasoning is behind that too. You're hitting your desk they a lot want, today, bro. The, the 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 reasoning is if we let's use the give your kids condoms. If we give your kids condoms, but they have to ask parents permission first to do it, then the kid's probably not going to come to them because they don't want the parent to know. And the kid's going to go use do unprotected sex. That's the reasoning they use. Um, you know, there are things we did without our parents' permission oh, when I was in school. Dude, for real. Did you ever do anything without your parents' dude, permission? Dude, no, I'm a man of peace, bro. Okay. I'm a man of peace. I don't do okay, that. Okay, there, that answers it all. Dude, I got so oh, much trouble. That's, that's, and again, there's such a fine line because there's things you think in this day and age, my kids need to know certain things. Right. But then why uh, why can't we then teach uh, gun con- uh, 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 Second Amendment and gun control oh. versus gun control in the school? Dude, why don't we is... teach kids? There are some schools that do it. I know here in rural Wisconsin, you can get gun safety courses at school. Can you go to uh, Edison High in Minneapolis and get a gun safety control class? I don't know. I don't know either. So why don't we teach that stuff? We teach how to protect one gun, but we don't teach how to protect the other. And we also teach people that some freedom of speech is legitimate and other freedom of speech is racism. Right. That's what we teach our kids. We ban Mark Twain and oh uh, Laura Ingalls Wilder oh my God. from our school libraries. But do we do Harry Potter too? Uh, some schools. I think it's more Christian schools want to oh. ban Harry Potter. Oh, Okay. Watch me roll my eyes into the back of my head. True that, bro. I like Harry Potter. I like Harry Potter. So do I, dude. I've watched, dude, okay, I'll be honest with you, too. I actually was really into the Twilight series, bro. You were into Kristen Stewart. I was at first. I was at first, and then she she started to irritate me. When I can picture what somebody's face looks like when they're pinching a loaf, I'm automatically turned off, you know? (laughs) <laughs> what do you think of Kristen Stewart now? She's in some new series or movie where she's coming out. She got the short blonde hair, white blonde hair. How's she look? She's hot. Is she? Yeah. I kind of had a uh, crush I, on I, I haven't seen loaf pinching on her face yet. The the Mockingbird chick? The Mockingjay chick or whatever that was? What movie Oh, was yeah. Oh, she's grown up. Yeah. I kind of thought she was hot, too. I watched all those She is. Too. She still is. So while you were watching Star Trek, I was watching Harry Potter. Because that's oh, what we do. Well. I watched them both. Anyways, um, we only got about a minute here left, Roberts. And, and you know, I know we try to turn this conversation into a little bit of a comedic bit as well, but it is it is a serious issue that we need to seriously it address. Is. 
And if we don't put a stop on it, we're just empowering this. And like I said, and I'm speaking for Scotty too, we don't give a rat's ass what you do as an adult, but we do give a rat's ass on how we choose to indoctrinate our children and make them think that this behavior is okay. Yeah. If you're a dude and you have a penis, I'm calling you a dude, okay? If my father is a man, I'm calling him dad. Uh, it, this is just so absurd and so ridiculous. But anyways, Roberts, let everybody know how they can catch Intrepid Radio with Scotty Roberts. Just another channel right here on YouTube. Go to Mr. Scotty Roberts, Mr. All Spelled Out, and you'll catch my show two hours before this show starts, 9 p.m. Central, 10 p.m. Eastern, uh, 7 p.m. Left Coast, and, and uh, every night of the week except Saturday and Sunday. And next week in Australia, that is where you can catch the That's big right. freaking cannoli. You can catch them on Odyssey Radio and Mojo 5 Radio as well as the Situation Room. You can also catch us on TalkStream Live, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, and now our new app, Live 365. We will have the replays of the past week or two where you can listen 24 hours a day. Go to Live 365 and search for the name Streaming Talk Radio. And, of course, our website, StreamingTalkRadio.com, where you can purchase merchandise. You can purchase beef jerky. You can purchase stem food and so many other things just by going to streamingtalkradio.com. So with that being said, folks, we are at the bottom of this broadcast. We do truly appreciate each and every one of you for taking your time every single day to either watch the live episode or listen to the broadcast. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, much love to you, much love and respect to your families. And of course, do not forget rule number one, don't take shit from nobody. Good night, everybody. Live long and prosper.